You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Like if you, if you were, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what, what the point of that was. James, what do you, she felt, it felt like she had a point to make about, because she delivered that in a dramatic fashion, right? Like she delivered that in a very specific dramatic fashion. She was trying to make a point about Brock Purdy, which I don't quite understand. James, do you? No, I don't. Like, look, um, two, two, three years ago, the Niners were in the f- like the same situation where there are eight teams remaining, right? And it was like Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, Matthews, Tom Brady, uh, Ryan Tannehill, and Aaron Rodgers, and then Jimmy Garoppolo. For me, there was no question that Jimmy G was either the seventh or the eighth best quarterback. Like you could say, Bill, you could make an argument either way with Hill. The other guys all are guys that you could see winning a Super Bowl or have won a, won a Super Bowl or made it to a Super Bowl. Even if you they hadn't done it that yet, point they still were that good, right? And you you knew that your quarterback was good enough, and that's why I think they go out and they they trade picks for. Uh, Trey Lance and you know they they tried to go get one of those guys right Mm -hmm. but you found one of those guys and he just put up better numbers than Patrick Mahomes this season way better numbers I think Patrick Mahomes threw 26 touchdowns like there are there are a lot of things like you could say CJ Stroud is probably going to be a better quarterback than him okay but this year Brock Purdy was a better quarterback and we can go through like most of the team love. love Well, yeah, like Jordan Love, he's to me, (laughs) he had a great final seven weeks of the season, but he's not. So if I'm going to put like Brock Purdy in the conversation, like where do I rank him out of all of these quarterbacks? It might be fourth. It might be fifth, might be sixth at the lowest, but I don't think so. Like who else are you going to put up there? So I don't get it because this is not about, hey, who if you put this quarterback in that situation, what would he do? Like you got eight teams left. This is his team. Mm-hmm. You can't like make up some imaginary, you know, Stephen Reyes thing on the ringer. I think that's who it was that like, mm-hmm. oh, like we're just going to put guys wherever I want to put them because it's my list and you guys can kiss my bleep. You know, that's that's not where we are. Like these guys are really, really like over analyzing Brock Purdy. And has he won a big game? I don't know. Absolutely. You know, he's won as many playoff games in his career as Dak Prescott. He's won a big game. He he's beaten the Cowboys in the divisional round. It was a big yeah. game. You know what I mean? Handled yep. that. You say people can say whatever they want. I don't I don't know how they rate beating the Seahawks in a wild card round, throwing for I think three hundred and fifty or some yards in that game or whatever the case may be. Mm. I just with Brock Purdy, I'm not I haven't studied the game of football the way Amy Trash at Tra- Trask has. Um, and other people who say this stuff. But I don't – I just don't know what they're watching. Or maybe – it's hard to say they're not watching because I'm sure they are. Mm-hmm. Niners are one of the premier teams in football. But, like, what if you're talking about, oh, Brock's just doing it because the people around him. Do you see the throws that he's making? Do you do you see the, the high-level throws that he's making, the, the pinpoint accuracy? pinpoint accuracy every time the decision making I don't really know what they want out of a quarterback at this point he's got everything that you want out of a quarterback outside of Lamar Jackson's speed I guess I guess but he's, he's a better pocket passer than than Lamar Jackson though I, think like, he's a, I, I don't know I like, think he's a better quarterback it, than Josh Allen 
That's he's been that this year, and they love Josh Allen. I think he's a yeah. better quarterback than him. Yeah, and I mean, did they not watch what Brock Purdy did to the Cowboys or what he did to Philadelphia? I mean, they broke Philadelphia flat out, just broke them. Now I, you can go back and say, well, he didn't step up in that three game stretch where. Uh, you know, their field goal kicker lost them a game in uh, in Cleveland. Um, they they got like Minnesota. a crazy, really good version of uh, the Minnesota Vikings. And then um, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow was healthy at, for one of the few times all season long and yeah. torched them. Like, sure, he wasn't good in those games and he wasn't good mm-hmm. in the in the Ravens game. But the other 12 games, he was, you know, for the most part, exceptional. And you can't take away the fact that like, at what point do you look at a guy and say he threw for 4,400 yards and 31 touchdowns? It is what it is. Those are his stats. There, they'll be his stats. Like you can't go back and just erase his stats because you don't, you don't think that he's as good as that. I don't know. This isn't like the year Scott Mitchell throws for like 35 touchdowns and he was just a bad quarterback that happened to have one good season that's not what this is. The, this is a, a, a young quarterback that can grow into a to be a great quarterback. And we we can leave this after I say this, but he's done it since the second he stepped on the field. Mm-hmm. The yep. second he stepped on the field, now probably twenty games ago or something like that. From mm-hmm. the moment he stepped on the field, he's been making high level passes, high level decisions, and, and game changing throws from the second he came on the field. So it's 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 whatever. I just don't understand kind of what they're looking at. Yeah, uh, a, a, a weird assessment from someone whose opinion I value very, 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 very much. Um, yeah. Our 1320 uh, Kings insider of the insiders, James Ham, with us here uh, on Dealing with KC, brought to you by Sky River Casino Hammer. Hammer, before we get too far down the road, did you happen to catch that clip of Chris Haynes? Uh, Chris Haynes talking on a podcast that – he believes something happened with Pascal Siakam and the Sacramento Kings that soured Siakam on Sacramento. Uh, he said he was going to do a little bit more digging, check with some other people. Have you heard anything along those lines? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you haven't, but have you heard anything along those lines about Siakam potentially souring on Sacramento and maybe that's why the deal fell apart or a potential deal fell apart? No, I have heard a little bit of murmur that uh, that the Raptors tried to tr- uh, change a deal at the last second, and and also just that it's possible that the Kings weren't weren't interested in a five year two hundred fifty million dollar deal yeah. or four year one hundred ninety two million dollar deal that they would have wanted a a lower d- dollar figure to really match who he is today as a player and who he'll be over the next four to five years as a player. But I haven't heard anything that would have made him sour on on Sacramento as an organization. Just dawned I mean, on me. Look, you know what might have soured? Uh, hey, we're not going to pay you $250 million. <laughs> Maybe that's what yeah. soured him on the Kings. Well, I mean, it very well could have been that they all were in a room and they had a conversation like, what does this look like? And would you be willing to sign? And he could have said, well, what are you offering? you know, under the guys that, that the Raptors are in the room and saying, that, you know, are part of the discussion. Yeah. Right. And it could have been like, Hey, look, uh, this is what we would hope to sign you to. And it'd be like, Oh no, that makes me sour, sour stomach. Yeah. I want to, I want to <laughs> leave now. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to you know, text we'll, Woj that it's over or Shams. It was Shams. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to text Shams that talks are over. Yeah. And I mean, like, look, all of these, like, that is such a complicated deal because yeah. you're all in and you're all in on an almost 30 year old player. And then he wants all this money and you understand like if, if you're doing like basic capology that you're not going to be able to pay all these dudes a couple of years down the road, you're going to be in all kinds of cap hell and you're going to have to find ways to bail yourself out. And so one of those guys isn't going to be around. And the one guy who probably is, is a guy that still owed 60 million bucks when he's 34 years old. Mm. And that's not easy. You're not gonna be able to move that contract uh, or there's a good chance. You're not gonna be able to move that contract. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's complex. All of these, it, all of these deals, they have their own pluses and minuses. You know, we, we've talked about it, you know, like 
you could go chase a guy like Jeremy Grant, who doesn't rebound at all, but he plays good defense and he can score. Uh, you can chase a Kyle Kuzma, who I think you should be questioning his motivation as a basketball player, but he, his contract's incredible and his numbers are solid. And maybe he does fit next to these guys. Like they're whatever deal you're going to look at, they all have pluses and minuses and you have to take a calculated risk and, and try to minimize that risk as much as possible by, by collecting as much information on a player and on the team you're dealing with uh, throughout the process. But, you know, that's why Monty McNair makes a big bucks. He's got a complicated job. Where do you think they they are as an organization right now when it comes to feeling like they need to make a move? Do they do they feel like they need to make one? Or are they just like, well, if we get one, that's cool too, um, but we're not pressed to do something? No, I mean, I think that there's certainly expectations within the organization, and those expectations right now are being tested greatly, right? This team, you know, a week ago was nine games over 500. They've lost four in a row. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, 50 Cent was in the, uh, the crowd. Uh, Mitch Richmond was there. Um, MC Hammer was there. Like, a bunch of Giants players, like, that game last night was that's not what you the show you want to put on if you're Vivek Ranadive. And Kings if you lost can't tell that homecoming. <laughs> yeah. If you can't tell that there was something off with that team last night, uh that that it's been off for, you know, maybe maybe a month or two. It just looks so they something is is weird with this group. And they've got to figure it out. And one of the easiest ways to figure things out is to mix it up. And I don't think the Kings need to make a trade to make a trade. I do think they need to make a trade because they plateaued. And, you know, we're starting to see some players step up and, and be better. And maybe that can have an impact. Guys like Kevin Herter, guys like Keegan Murray. Uh, if they can start matching what we've seen from, you know, all of these other guys, then, you know, if, if what we've seen from uh, Fox and Sabonis and you know and and Monk all season long, maybe you start to see the Kings of last year kind of take shape again. But I don't know; it's it's a little rough out there right now. Yeah, this team of last year isn't going to take shape, Harrison uh, uh, James. When one of their starters has two points, one rebound, and one assist, or when one yeah. of those starters and I'm sorry to continue to pick on them has twelve games with one rebound or less. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yeah. And if Mike is going to go out there screaming about rebounds, which he's stopped doing, p- probably partially because he recognizes one of his starters is in fact not rebounding. Um, this one is the only one. Keegan had nine boards last night. That's fact. Omos keeps doing what he's doing. Kevin yeah, Hunter out there working. It's tough. Like we looked at it today, uh, Kyle and I, like per 36. Like Harrison Barnes is 16th on the team in rebounds per 36 minutes. Like an NBA roster is 15 dudes. So that means you got dudes that are above him that are either like, like Juan Toscano Anderson who are, who's on a 10 day, which again, I, that 10 day should have expired by now or it should be anytime. It did. Uh, I'm not quite earlier. sure. Yeah. It's all that it expired but, earlier. I think, uh, Keith, Keith Smith. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said that. Yeah, days. but we haven't seen any any announcement on no, that. Yeah, you're right. So, you're right. Yep. Yeah, whether he's still there or not, because he you can sign up to two ten days, mm-hmm. um, and then after that you have to either uh, they have to you know waive you or you just move on, or um, or they can sign you for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not to that point yet. You got to get past February eighth before we see any of that. But like, look, I'm with you. Like, you have to find somebody who can do something other than what Harrison Martin's doing. And I, he's under a tremendous amount of stress. This is, you know, like his name is being mentioned every day in trade, uh, you know, rumors and everything else. But the, he, Bro, you've been he in this league like to, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Like, and I, and also, I don't mean to gotta, be insensitive to that. Like, I'm not trying yeah. to be like unfair, but like, bro, you've been in the league 10 years. You've been traded like three times. Yeah. Yeah, but know. you got to go not, and perform. I think that's that's it, what I'm right? saying. That's you, it. You, you got a job. To that's do. it. Yeah, you're not no, trading yet, especially on the glass. Especially on the glass. Like Bro, I the, don't understand 
that part of it. The trade right. deadline is three weeks away. This is what yeah. we're doing for the next three weeks? Well, hopefully not. Hopefully they figure out a way to get through this because as of right now, they just seem rattled. Mm. Like, I, you know, you mm. had a couple of bad losses. Uh, not a, a couple of a couple of bad Gut punches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not not that you did, uh, like, you did anything mm-hmm. while well, you missed your free throws. Um, but, oh, like, that, that uh, Milwaukee loss, that's just such a blow. Losing, you know, when you're, you got a lead and, and you miss a couple of free throws, you could have gone up six with 18 seconds left and you end up losing. That's brutal. And then you come back to, and you got 22 point lead and you blow it in the fourth quarter. Like these are hard losses. They're not like the other ones that you just like, okay, we got to forget that one, you know, be a goldfish. Let's move on. Like, that's not what we've seen. These are tough ones that stick with you. And they got to figure a way, uh, figure out a way to, you know, like mentally clean the slate and, and get out there. And they got a, a, a weekend. This is like one of the rarest things I've ever seen where a team has Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. Totally bizarre. Uh, but, yeah, maybe they, they come back refreshed, renewed, um, focused, and, and ready to roll on Monday. They're at Tiger tonight. <laughs> they might be at the RV mm. brunch. It might be there. Solomon Vinyl, oh. come through. <laughs> where do you start, James? You like, you talking about fixing this thing, correcting thing, wiping the slip. Like where, where if you if you're Mike Brown, I'm I'm assuming they're off today. I have no idea. You're Mike yeah, Brown. What's the first thing you're saying to this team tomorrow at practice? It's a good question. Um, that you know what, at this point, the first thing I think I would say. What it would be, what do you guys think? Where are we? How do we get through this? What are there any grievances? What do we need to put out on the table right now? Do you ask the, the Jason we, Anderson question from last night? Do you, if you're Mike Brown, do you walk in and you go, are we still together? Are we, are we, is this still us? Are no, we still, are we still together? I, I don't think so because I think we saw that that answered by Demonis Sabonis last night. I do. Like, Demonis Sabonis said it very clearly. Like, no, no, we're still good. We still love each other. We're still a team. We still have each other's backs. Yeah, there's a couple but, of guys, though, I'd make answer that question. Well, Including 40. Yeah, but, it, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess, but I, I don't think that that's the problem, that he's turned on them. Because look, there's a big difference between Harrison Barnes' heel turn is wild. <laughs> well, well, oh my no, god! There's a big difference. No, I no, I agree with you. Who's in your locker room and and who's on the floor with you, and the business side of it that's on you know that's up above. Like if you go in the practice facility, there's the two courts, and then up above them. There's a wall of windows, and there are offices in those that include. Uh, Monty McNair's office and I think Vivek has an office up there and like there's offices up there that overlook the court the decisions that are being made up there and the decisions that are being made down on the court are two totally different things Mm -hmm. and if you're Harrison Barnes that's what you have to think of the whole time those are your your brothers that you're you're going into uh, a game with every single night and, and trying to come up with a win and you got to do the best you can for them in that moment. And then if that's not where you are at the end of the season, it's unfortunate. Uh, and especially because I know he wants to be here. And, you know, he signed a three-year deal with the intent to be here, not a three-year deal with the intent to be traded. And, uh, you know, that's even, you know, he has insurance put in, 15% trade kicker that that helps out. But getting traded in the NBA midseason is is – really difficult for a lot of these guys and and i know it's violins and stuff but you know someone said oh he makes 17 million bucks he should be just fine like look he could he almost got traded to a different country he almost got traded to canada uh three thousand miles away and whether his wife and and child can pick up and go with him or not a lot of times that's not what happens they've got school they've got things going on they've got businesses they've got other things that are happening here and these guys go and live in a hotel for six weeks or or 12 weeks until the end of the season, and they don't see their family hardly at all. It's, it is it is jarring for these guys. And I know a lot of people just, like, throw that out the window, but, like, there's a lot of these dudes mine right now. There's a lot of, like, Harrison Barnes is one thing, but 
look at De'Aaron Fox has been right next to Harrison Barnes locker to locker for the last four or five years, five years, five and a half years. Like that's his dude. That's his, his veteran. And like, you're, you're going through situations together as a team. It's rarely just, you have your individual stuff off the court, but on the court, you're going through stuff together and there's a bond that's there. And like, I don't, none of these situations are easy. Getting traded to Canada on an election year probably isn't the worst thing either. <laughs> just, I mean, here's no, the probably like, true. Probably, look at the bright side of this. Be like, that's your problem now. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Not right, guys. Yeah. I'm uh, a Bret Hart fan now, buddy. I'm in Canada. <laughs> well, I mean, did you guys see the thing with Siakam where Siakam getting traded from Toronto to Indiana instantly picked up $4 million in taxes? Mm. Like a tax break that big? Like right away. He got so a tax break going million. from Canada to Indiana? Canada's uh, tax bracket is 50% income tax. Oh, Lord. Jeez. Yeah, so from going from over there a to certain Indiana, dollar figure, I'm assuming. Oh no, I, it's it's pretty universal, I believe. I'm oh, not wow. sure. Well, uh, all right, yeah, Canada, I mean, it's a lot. Well, Canada, you've been ruled out. Yeah, I thought California there. was bad. That is robbery. Yeah. Well, congratulations. So yeah, he, hey, he just picked up like four point three million bucks or something. Man. Like, hey, there you go. No, well, salute to yeah. Siakam. I mean, he probably won't notice with the two fifty coming his way, but still, anytime you can find four million dollars, salute. <laughs> I think Buddy Heald might tell him about it. Well, I'm just saying. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Hey, um, It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, one of, you, you asked the question of what Mike would say. Um, I don't know if it would be the first thing he would say. I think it'd be one of the first things, and it'd be one of the, the tone setters for practice, is I'm a believer it could be wrong, and it could be completely different in the NBA. I'm a believer of sometimes uh, you, you, you give a stern tongue lashing, and, and sometimes you, 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 you give them a swift kick in the butt. Sometimes you give your players a hug. Sometimes it calls for a hug. Sometimes it calls for, you guys, let's get closer now. Because we're all we got. Yes. We're all we got right now. Everybody thinks we suck. We're all we got. If we're going to get out of this, we have to come together. And if I was Mike Brown, that probably would be how I would. That would be the tone for practice. You're going to go hug everyone. We got to. <laughs> we got to do serious. this together. <laughs> okay. We got to do this together. And I well, think that's that what, I, what I'm Domas saying, Kenny. And everything Domas talked about it in a video that you had is, hey, we, we're we're still a tight group. We've mm-hmm. got to come together right now. That's the only way we get out of this. Yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. Like, get everybody in the room. Like, you know, where are we? How? What do we need? What do you need from me? What do I need to give you as a player? Like, how do we how do we get on the same page right now? How do we put whatever it is it's that's broken with us, whatever it is it's like bugging us, it's under our skin, uh, whether it's on the basketball court or it's off the basketball court, how do we clear that up right now and how do we move forward? And if there's something that's bugging you guys, if there's a reason why you're frustrated with this or this, let's put it out there right now. Let's just have an honest conversation. And if not, you know what? Let's just sit here and hang out with each other uh let's let's get on the basketball court let's make this a fun day play play a couple of games that make sense and that that are lighthearted and like let's figure out a way to like connect right now and like sometimes that's what you need like this the missing free throws is like i keep saying it it's it's a clear symptom of something and i don't know what it is because like it's it's a lack of focus for sure but what is causing that, and why is it that it keeps popping up? And if you can figure some of these things out, I think you can you can go a long way towards piecing this thing together. Well, and, well real quick to that point, Domas talked about it last night a little bit in that clip, and he, and he's right now. It's I don't even know if it's focus. It's just something that is messing with him. Like it, we keep it, talking about it because it keeps happening. Yeah. And it's it's one of yeah. those things that um, well they talk self fulfilling like, prophecy self fulfilling or like when hitters uh, are in slumps and they're like 
you can't some about you can't see the simplest thing in front of you like that's the answer to get out of the slump is right in front of you and you can't see it because you're so deep into the force through the trees yeah Yeah. they i think they're they're in their own heads a lot malik went one for six that's insane malik is on 90 percent free throw shooter and has been his entire life yeah and, and you could see him. You could, like, the look on his face after those two free throws. Yeah. And it's something – I don't know if they're going to be, like, a great free throw team moving forward. It's not something that is going to last all season long, but it can be something that lasts for, like, two weeks and then – But hasn't it already? It's it lasted to, to this degree, point. To it's just degree, worse now. Yeah, to this degree, this is something that just lasts until one day they shoot – one game they shoot, like, 85% from the free throw line. Then it's gone. And, and then – and then we're not thinking about it yeah. on this level again. Right, yeah. We'll come back. We'll continue to try to fix the Sacramento Kings uh, with James Hamm, with and Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, I don't think we fixed anything during the commercial break either. (laughs) We'll continue to try to... Work on the Sacramento Kings, and as James laid out there a moment ago, like we'll come back here Monday, and it's going to be the same conversation because the Kings don't play for the next couple of days, uh, which could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. Like they've done the hey, we got to get right back there uh, out there on the floor, and it hasn't worked. So let's try something different. They got a couple of days off. Maybe just getting away from each other today uh, will help them, and then whatever they have planned for the rest of the weekend, uh, you know, they can. They can address some of these issues. Um, you brought up the free throw stuff uh, a minute ago, Hammer. Now it's just living in their head. And you saw you know, Malik's reaction, seeing the two there at the end. And Doma saying, I, I just, someone asked him, like, how do you get better? And that's it. Well, we're, we're practice them. Like, practice them. Now it's in our head. And I wonder how much of not playing well is in their head. Like we just, he like kind of acknowledged like a component to the game that it's just it's it's in their head it's being talked now now it's like all you can see I wonder how much of T Jonal getting to the basket fifty times and then Mike five minutes after the game ends says exactly what they did wrong which matched exactly what Mike Bibby said he would do during the broadcast to stop Connell like there's a weird there's a there's a clear disconnect somewhere. And this group and that coaching staff is going to have to spend the next couple of days trying to find it and fix it. Yeah, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe, you know, I, I think every team is different, right? So maybe they could use, like, a, a field trip to San Francisco uh, or to Santa Clara on Saturday to go watch the game together. They all get a box, <laughs> and they, they just sit there and hang out and watch a 49ers game. And maybe that's what they they need because you know Mike Brown's son is on is on Kyle Shanahan's staff. Mm. Um, he's a quality control manager or something like. So he's he's there in um, 
in Santa Clara. Maybe that's something. Or or maybe it's we need three really, really hard days of practice. Everybody get here early. Everybody get ready. We're going to work this thing out. Maybe, uh, hey, maybe they need to have a conversation with the coaches on the outside. Maybe they need to say, let's do the, the old players only meeting. we got to find ourselves. And, you know, that's possible. But I also, I, I feel like a, where Domos was last night was, man, we just lost three games barely. We barely lost all three of those. Sure, we did not play well in Philadelphia, but the last three, like we could have won all three of those. We could have easily had a four, a five and one road trip. We easily could beat not on a four game losing streak, but on a four game, a three game, four game win streak. And I get it. Like they, maybe that's just, they don't feel like they're that far away, but it's also possible that it's that Demona Sabonis is just such a, a basketball junkie and like a hooper that all he can think is how close they were to winning and not realizing like how far away they were from winning mm-hmm. and, and how they, you know, their own, like the self-inflicted thing. That's what everyone keeps saying. That's, you know, like I, they don't need to make a t-shirt of it uh, like they do with everything else, but maybe they do like stop with the self-inflicted stuff. Stop forcing it. Stop trying to do too much play within the flow. Like everybody should succeed. And like, maybe that's how they get back, but there's still five games over 500 just because they're on a four game losing streak, as opposed to the three game losing streak, a win streak. They were on last year at the same time, same record they had last year. Hmm. They got a, a, a road trip coming up. It's not even that bad. Like there are wins out there for them. So, you know, I, I think, if they can have a real heart to heart here and like a sort of a reset button moment, I, you know, at the midway point of the season, then I, I think they'll be just fine. I don't like the shot you took at people who turn everything into t-shirts, by the way, <laughs> put it on. Kind a of, shirt. Kind I, of t- hey, took that a, li- took that a little shirt. personally. I need to make a bunch of them for Kyle. Like, like me and Kyle, we, we have, have a, a large inventory of smash them boys well, hoodies. If you'd that, like those, that one was not <laughs> that, uh, that clear. I don't know why that one didn't sell too well. I, I can't quite, <laughs> can't one, quite put my finger on it. Once but again, that one was not cleared with, with anybody here. I it wasn't cleared. Well, that's just Dave Garcia being a fan <laughs> of the show going, Hey, you know what? Kenny says this all the time. Let's make it a shirt. And it's not as funny when you're walking around with that on, on your hoodie, but go ahead. Sorry to, <laughs> sorry to distract you. I, I I hear everything that you're saying, uh, James, uh, about you know there's a number of different things internally um, that they could do to kind of get in a better spot. But I'll just ask you personally: you think they need to make a move? Like they need to they need to shake something up in that locker room? Yeah, I do. Like, and I don't know if it shakes something up in the locker room. I just like if your goal is to go from good to great, then you have to be honest about who you are and you're not great yet. And in order to get great, I think you have to make a move that makes you better. And it's again, it's not make a move to make a move, make you need to make a move. That's not on the peripheral. That's not like your eighth, ninth, 10th guy. You can push a couple of guys down to eighth, ninth, tenth by bringing in the fourth, fifth, sixth best guy, but like you need to make something impactful here, and it and it's because you you have plateaued, like you got to a point where this you don't want this to be who you are. Like you need to be better than what you are, and like everyone in can see they still need the long, super athletic, you know, defensive minded, like three four. It's just, it's obvious. It's not that like, we're not like calling them out or anything. We're just saying you don't have that player. And until you, you find some of these pieces that are missing, then you're going to continue to have a a major glaring weakness where Mm. half the teams in the league or, or 35% of the teams in the league have a player that you can't match up with. And you can hope that Keegan Murray can get to be that player and, you know, either be that player that other teams can't match up with or be that player that teams can, that you can put on that player on the other team. But that's a lot to put on a young guy. Go get that guy. You know, if you want Keegan to be your second best scorer, 
you know, 20 plus point per game guy, then go get him the guy that can stand next to him and help support him to get him to that way to, to that point. And I, I just don't think that that's where the Kings are. They're not there. Like if, how many times do we have to say Harrison Barnes doesn't get a rebound before you say, okay, I need someone else that will get a rebound instead of Harrison Barnes. Mm. And they're not hiding on the bench. Like Kessler Edwards is not just like they're holding him back. Like he, he just got sent to the G league so he could stretch his legs a little bit, but, and I'm not trying to dig in on, on Kessler. It's it just, you need a you're If you're going to be a really good team, you need really good players. Mm-hmm. And so that means you, you still have to go find a couple of them. You're not there yet. And again, that's okay. But be realistic about who you are and where you're going, and then hopefully you can get there by by going out there and making a couple of moves. And what if they don't? Um, I, I mean, I'm not saying that they're they're not going to make the playoffs or the play in. I'm like, it's okay even this season to get through this season and say, okay, we need to address it this off season. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but. Like you have to be realistic about who you are and where you are. Like it's always possible that this team just gets on some crazy hot streak. That all of this just seems like a distant memory two weeks from now, and they're they're riding a six game win streak and they're cruising along. And well, there is a certain level of pressure and uncertainty that we talked about at the beginning of this conversation that is gone on February 9th. Could that have a positive? Or that I'm not asking you could it. Obviously, it could. Maybe that has a positive effect on this team. And I still think their ceiling is probably exactly the same, but maybe this extreme roller coaster that we're experiencing right now, maybe that maybe that settles down a little bit. And instead of a roller coaster, maybe it's just some bumper cars the rest of the way. Yeah, you gotta hope that their floor isn't lower than you think. Really, you do. Sure. Like I I mean, I think the ceiling is probably Roughly still the same. I think it's probably still like first, second round of the playoff team. Mm-hmm. But when you have this type of roller coaster season, the first thing it does is it impacts where you're playing your your first and second round playoff games. Sure. So that's the first thing is you lose lose home court advantage. People forget like that was a big deal last year to have home court advantage. Although it didn't work out all that well, especially game seven. But like that's that's the first thing that you lose. So I, I don't know like I. This team, to me, it feels like a team that, for whatever reason, like something's been hanging over their head for a while, and they can't figure it out, and they gotta they gotta take another step, and 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 a lot of times that means that they've gotta they've gotta make a move, they've gotta make a move that helps them become a better team, that that increases their talent level and gives them a better chance at winning, and it's got to be a player that fits what they're doing, and and again. Not to knock on Harrison Barnes, but like you can find a player that they can play better defense than him. They can shoot the ball close to what he does at the three, but that gives you just way more opportunity, way more flexibility, way more options than what we're seeing so far. And that player might struggle to get the shots too, but if he can average five or six rebounds a game or if he can play stellar defense, then he brings a different value to the team. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like You don't make a move to make a move. You make a move because you have to, because this is where you're at as a franchise. Do you think um, De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk, not that they're done for the season, but do you think they're kind of going through a a spot where they're out of gas a little bit? I don't know. You know, I I wrote um, at the Kings beat, I do my weekend review. And I tracked the previous four games where they were like four and one, right? Uh, maybe they were two and two over the four games that I covered, but the common denominator in all four games, except for the final game, which is the one where Kevin Herter went off for 28 points, was Fox, Sabonis, Murray, Monk. Fox, Sabonis, Murray, Monk. Fox, Sabonis, Murray, Monk. It's like four dudes yep. carrying all the weight. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Kevin Herter's like, I got this. And then we have some of the other guys make some mistakes and, and hurt you. And so, like, look, when you're four guys who are carrying all of the weight, you're going to have moments where you run out of gas or the weight gets too heavy and you need somebody else to pick it up. And so hopefully that's what we're seeing right now with Kevin Herter 
And hopefully we're seeing a young guy in Keegan Murray who's willing to take on more and more because I, I that looks like what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like these guys do need help. They need to make sure that they've got, you know, that they're eight to 10 deep of guys that are going to be out there doing things that matter each and every night. And at this point, I don't think they have, they, they can't write and pen what they're getting from a bunch of guys. And like the instability that, that Kevin Herter has shown, not just like throughout the first half of the season, but in the playoffs uh, through that stretch last year, it has to, if you're a GM, if you're a coach, it's got to be in the back of your mind that we're seeing a really good stretch from Kevin Herter for like three or four games. And that could snowball into eight weeks of really good Kevin Herter. But is it, is he the right fit? Is he sustainable and all that stuff right now, man, he makes them look totally different. And like, you can see why they were so good last year with Kevin Herter, but you can't have these, you know, four to six week stretches where he's just not the same player. And all of these things have to go into calculus. You know, you got to, Look at yourself honestly and say, can we re-sign Malik Monk this offseason? And if you mm-hmm. can't, what do you do then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, until February 8th to like make decisions. These are all part of like what's going on right now. And and it's not if you're a player and those things, all of these thoughts keep start seeping into your mind, mm-hmm. maybe that's why you're missing free throws. How much of this falls on Mike Brown? Obviously, the free throws, Um, that's not a Mike Brown thing at all. But could be some other things with this team that you you, got to look at the coaching staff a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I I think, like, nobody's clean in this. Like, I I think Mike Brown knows that, too. And and to be honest, like, I'll just keep saying this. They're five games over 500. They're still a playoff team right now. Like, it just doesn't feel that good. So, they're, you know, a coach has to take on some of the blame for what's happening. That's just the nature of the business. Um, but, you know, he's also the coach that led you to 48 wins last year. And you're you're trying to build a structure and a culture that's different than it was before. And I think that that culture is still there. Uh, you just got to find a way to get through this sort of weird area. Um, and, like, look, there are games where this team has come out and, you know, my like, we had, and they did not run the game plan. Yeah. Or a game where they just flat out miss all the free and they lose you know, again, two of the last, if, if they don't lose these, uh, you know, if they were the last three that they barely lost, right. If somehow you win two, we're talking about a team that's like right at nine games over 500. So, you know, because you, you know what the record reminds me ever like been watching league path flip over to a game that you're watching. It, it doesn't have to be like be on ESPN, TNT, what in the home team, you're coming back. They're coming back from commercial, and the air's going nuts. Crowd is on fire, and the home is down 15. And you're really confused as to why the arena is so lit with their team down 15. And then you find out they were just down 30, and that's crowd is. It's a 15 point game, but it's not a 30 point game anymore. <laughs> it's like you look at you look at the King schedule, and you go, "Well, there are five games over 500." Yeah, but we're watching. And we see what's happening, and it doesn't. It said like it just it it doesn't. It's 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 off. Like it's not. It's not right. No, I I totally agree. Might have been a dumb analogy, but I always find it funny when like a arena goes nuts and the old Mark Jones. The lead has been cut to fifteen. The crowd's (laughs) going crazy, and you're like, what? What is going on right here? Sometimes you can feel it though. Like you feel like ah, things are changing. But I feel like that's what Kings fans are feeling right now. But it's the wrong change. I agree, but I also I think sometimes you turn to that game, and what you don't realize is that some guy just missed two free throws, and everyone got cookies. Well, well, and, yeah, and they're just screaming to scream. They're hey, just having a great time, but you know, great, greatest, glad that they're not paying six dollars for a cookie. Greatest in in game activation in history. Cookies. <laughs> the cookie yeah. crumble. Just shout out to Crumble Cookie, man. That is phenomenal stuff. Yeah, oh, man. Well, I like I said, put that I, into the. Kings playoff chances. Every <laughs> Kings fan gets a cookie the further they slide down the. I think, um, I think they 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 need a, need a little bit of a reminder that they are a good team. You know what I mean? I, I can I, I sense that that they need they need a reminder from, from you know each other and from the coach. Hey man, we still a good team. 
we're in a rough spot right now. Uh, yeah. We're, we're not going to shoot. We may not be number one, but we're not going to shoot 50% from the free throw line every game. We will get better at the free throw line. Um, just stay locked in. Stay together, guys. That's what I. That's what would be my message if I was on the team. And just let's stay together. Let's stay together. And one of the things we did talk about earlier, which we had a little bit more time to talk about, is I think one of the differences between, between uh, this year and last year is I don't know if this team winning is the number one most important thing to everybody on the team. And last year it felt mm. like it was. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting – I mean, that's a, saying, a lot to unpack. Yeah, sorry we did it with yeah. three minutes left. But, like, it's not to say that – I think they all want to win. I think they all want this team to win. But they might be distracted with contract or trade talks and, you know, where they're going to be at in a month or six months is at the forefront, and then it's winning. Last year it felt like because of the circumstances with the players, their contracts, where they were in their career, nothing else really mattered except for whether or not they could win. And if they could win, everything would fall into place. And I don't know if that's the case this year, right hmm. now. Well, they got to find that. Like, it, it, they got to figure that one out. And, you know, I, I think sometimes that's what – that that might be, like, the elephant in the room. Like, what are our motivations? Are we still all in? Are we still – are we still moving together? And, and I can understand someone like Davion saying – well, no, I'm not really. Uh, I got one foot out because you guys clearly have one foot out on me, and and I'm not playing. I'm not in the rotation. But maybe that's not the case. Maybe maybe you do get an all in from him. Maybe you do get an all in from Chris Duarte, who's out of the rotation again, or, or uh, Javale McGee, who's out of the rotation again. Mm -hmm. But the that's I, I think at this point you need to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, where are we? Where are we as a group? Because right now we're in a, a rough spot. And we need to figure out how we move forward together. Um, and and if you're not all in, like Mike has always said, if you're not all in, it's you can tell us that. You know, you don't have to sign the banner, but we understand what that means. That means that you're not all in, and we'll find someone who is. And so uh, sometimes that's that's a tough reality of the business. I can't wait for them to have that conversation as a team. And for Jake to ask Domas to expand on it, and then Domas tell him to shut the hell up. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I look forward to that. Because Jake yeah, asks his questions in such a like happy way. You know, Jake's a happy guy. And hey, hey, you want to expand on what happened? No, I don't. No. Also, get your stupid microphone out of my face. I will not be answering that question. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Most unpredictable team in the league, man. Hey, and sorry to DeMontis Sabonis. 21, 11, and 10. No coverage today. Well, his, so, his teammates should apologize. To they, they absolutely we should. Would, we would have talked about it. Bro is he, racking up triple doubles like Brody did. 0 for 3 in the second half? Shot wow. attempts? Man, that's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Hey, Herder was getting them up, though, and Keegan was getting them up. Uh, salute to them. I mean, gosh, it's incredible to think the Sacramento Kings had a 27-point score, a 21-point score, 31-24, and 24, and lost. And a triple-double. To a team yeah. without their best player who apparently sat out last night so he could return tonight <laughs> with Pascal Siakam, his new teammate. Hmm. So Tyrese are getting there. Ty Tyrese are getting clowned forever for your <laughs> dramatic ass exit for something that kept you out five games. Um, he, yeah. go ahead, Hammer. Oh no, he was all over the place last night. He was engaged in what was happening. He was booing I Buddy. Think he of was course, booing he was. Buddy. He was booing, booing Buddy Hield. Yeah, that's <laughs> why Tyrese will always be one of us. He was booing Buddy Hield. Yeah. yeah. Shout I out to Buddy who played a good Smith, game. It looked like at one point Jalen Smith was thrown up in the trash can. They also lost Isaiah Jackson in the middle of the game. Like, sometimes he hit his head at some point. Like, there was all kinds of weirdness. I think I saw you tweet. That. Did you tweet that? That yes. that kid was throwing up in the trash can? Yeah, he was right by my guy Larry. He was, like, literally, like, hugging the bowl. <laughs> oh, like, of a trash brother. can. Oh, man. That's what it looked like, you know? 
I don't know if he had someone hold his glasses or what. I don't know. He had a nice little game last night, so he might throw up yeah. again tonight. Real quick before we get out of here, I meant to talk about this earlier, but it's been a busy day. Just want to say rest in peace, Sports Illustrated. Maybe we'll oh, talk yeah, about I wanted more. to talk no. about that, Talk too. about it more on Monday. Yeah, that's that awful. That is sad, sad That day. is absolutely we'll, awful. We'll talk about that more on Monday because, okay. man, memories. Yeah, awful. That is, that is just terrible, terrible, terrible news. Um, yeah. Make sure you check out uh, the Kings Beat, and uh, we'll be back here Monday. Um, there'll be a lot of playoff talk on Monday, and we'll get you ready for the Kings and the Hawks at the Golden One Center. Uh, enjoy your weekend. We're going to head over to 1025. We got a key word to send you to see Jodeci in Las Vegas. We got Janet Jackson tickets coming up today. We got a huge week next week, but if you want more Kings coverage, we got that coming up here as we'll run it back next on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Vamos 49ers! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.